cowboy type. You've seen him, as have many. He's the one folks look at. They notice wind-worn skin, his hat pulled low, his hands at the ready, the streaks of mud down his cheeks, and his worn-out boots. Howdy, folks. Welcome to episode 13 of the Worn Out Boots podcast. I'm your host, Drifter. So before I get into today's topic, I've made some changes on the back side of this podcast. I've changed my host. The new service allows for voice messages to be left. That would be from you to me. So I've yet to test it out. So if you get the chance, send me a message. I'll put a link down in the bottom of the show notes here. Uh, You can tell me your thoughts on an episode. Say hi, whatever you'd like, I reckon. Anyway, let me know during the message that you leave for me if you don't want it on the air. Otherwise, we may just continue the conversation during the podcast. Give me uh, how something related to you, maybe something like that. All right, so today I want to talk with you about another tattoo I have. This one is on the outside of my left forearm. Most of that arm is artwork from Salvador Dali, the old famous surrealist. Uh, You've seen his work, whether you know it or not. From a young age, I've maintained an interest in art. Somewhere along the line, Dali found me and showed me that what may seem out of the ordinary is fine. He showed me that seeing things in an unconventional way is fine. Much as I hold uh, musicians to the task of vocalizing what may be going through my head, Dali gave me a way to visually reflect much of the same. Things that I didn't have the ability to portray my own self. I didn't have the words to express it, so the, uh, the musicians came in to fill that void. Art is the same for me. Unfortunately, I wasn't blessed with that um, artistic talent. Try it as I may throughout my life. I was always a little too analytical to make a piece so creative, I suppose. So anyway, the tattoo we're going to talk about is the Salvador Dali version of the Lady Gradiva. I've had folks correct me saying it's Godiva. However, I can assure you it is Gradiva. You can find a detailed picture of the gal if you will. Google Gradiva, Salvador Dali, 1931. I'll put a link in the show notes just to save you a little trouble if you're interested in seeing what the, uh, the piece of artwork looks like. So there's a long and a short version of this story. Since you're here and listening to me, I'll get us somewhere in between. So who is the Lady Gradiva? She was created by author Wilhelm Jensen in his 1902 novel by the same name, Gradiva, and this was originally published as a series in an Italian newspaper. I went through weekly, took a couple months for its full publication, ultimately, at that point in time. So I've yet to find an actual copy of the story. However, I've pieced it together pretty well over time. Uh, Keep in mind, at the time of my getting this tattoo, the internet was in its infancy, So the very short story I was able to find at the time was inspiration enough for me to put the picture to my flesh. So the basis of the story is that an archaeologist finds a relief sculpture of a gal in motion. It's kind of a side view of the gal, and she's taking a step forward. Uh, It turns out this ended up being a three-piece of three different goddesses, and it's all broken up and that sort of a thing. But anyway, this is what inspired him was his view of the sculpture, and he began writing the story. So the subject of this sculpture is called Gradiva by the archaeologist. Uh, He puts a copy of her up in his study. She starts invading his waking thoughts and then eventually his dreams. 
In his dream, he goes back in time to Pompeii, around the time Mount Vesuvius blows, and happens to see this gal, Gradiva. The dream is so powerful that he begins an adventure, eventually landing in Pompeii. He finds his gal. Their conversation is phenomenally brief. She doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, I'm not some woman of your dreams. I don't know who the hell you are. And uh, I think the parting words were, if you're going to speak to me so familiarly, do it in German. Not He approached her in Latin. So, uh, just gets up, walks away, turns a corner, she disappears. So the rest of his adventure regards his search for her and to try and decide if he really saw her, if this was a figment of his imagination. It comes to be that Gradiva was his mind's reference to a suppressed memory of his childhood sweetheart. I believe her name was Zoe. Uh, If I recall correctly, he finds the sweetheart, marries her, and lives happily ever after. Uh, One day I'll find an actual copy of the whole story. So there's much more to all this. Uh, Sigmund Freud saw a play based off the book Gradiva, was moved, and his very first analysis of literature was based off of Gradiva and was named Delusion and Dream in Jensen's Gradiva. So this is available on Project Gutenberg if you're interested in reading. It's an old text. I've not made the opportunity to do so yet. So Salvador Dali, the surrealist, was intrigued initially with Freud's work regarding Gradiva and as artists do, made his own interpretation. Dolly was known to even refer to his wife, Gala, as Gradiva. So, there aren't many uses of the figure Gradiva by Dolly. Uh, there's a, just a couple random pieces, really, small inserts here and there. Uh, the one I mentioned earlier was a small 8x6 oil on copper painting. Uh, the sketches for the gal are commonly seen in Dolly books. Uh, If you find the big, thick, heavy books, you'll see kind of a sketch of one, a workup sketch. Uh, The originals of these are held in the Dolly Museum in the St. Petersburg, Florida. I've been there twice, and I would have recalled if these were out on display, and I've not seen them in person. All I had back when I got the piece done was a very small black and white photo of a piece that at the time was held in a private collection. So me and my artist built what we could off of it to create the tattoo I wear. How I wish we had these color depictions available today. So much uh, different. (laughs) You can decipher a lot more in that regard. It may have been a very different tattoo, but I still have the one and it still means the same to me. So there is a short story to what significance I hold to the tattoo. However, this is a podcast, so I'm going to elaborate on it a little bit. So the name Gradiva did not belong to any gods or goddesses prior to Jensen's book. There are many things now bearing her title. Even part of the original sculpture is held in the Vatican and is referred to as part of the Gradiva set. So the name Gradiva, however, is inspired by a Roman god. Not from one, but inspired by one. So you've heard the name. Can you guess it? Remember, our planets are named after these gods. No guesses? No planets sound like Gradiva, right? How about Mars? If that was your guess, you nailed it. So Mars was the Roman god of war, who was based on the Greek god of war, Ares. Ares, however, was known for his destruction, while Mars was known for peace to prevail after his conflicts. I guess that makes Mars the kinder, gentler god of war, huh? Anyhow, Mars was known by many epithets, each representing one of his many personas. One of these is Mars Gradivas, 
spelled G-R-A-D-I-V-U-S, which means marching Mars. This is the persona that's approaching the battlefield, right? So do you see the derivative here? Grudivas is given to the marching Mars. Grudiva, a feminine turn on the word Grudivas, is given to a gal who is stepping forward. Marching Mars and the gal stepping forward. Ultimately, Grudiva is said to mean the woman who steps along. All right. Thanks for sticking with me there. I knew we'd get there. So what does all of this mean to me? Why the fuck would I get this tattooed on my arm, right? The Lady Gradiva. You're still here, so I'll tell you. This particular tattoo was the first one I got that was visible to the public. The previous 80 hours of work I had had up to this point were not visible, even wearing a t-shirt. You might see some if my arm moved right type of thing, but that was about it. My Lady Gradiva, as I refer to her, what not only was the first to be out in the public eye, it comes down onto my hand. Not a big nail days, you might think. Everybody's got a tattoo showing it's on their hand, it's on their wrist. However, I'm pretty certain I was passed over for a job at a time because of it. <laughs> Can you imagine that today? Not getting hired for the colors of my skin? Lawsuits would be flying out the windows. Anyhow, my lady was significant to me and what she represents to me, enough so that I wanted to see her regardless of what I would wear. So I needed to see her. She was a reminder, a much-needed one at the time, and a much-appreciated one still. So that's why she comes clear down onto my hand. So my interpretation on the woman who steps along it would be she who advances. That's how I refer to my lady Gradiva is she who advances. To me, this is powerful medicine. She's always moving forward. She doesn't give a shit what happened behind her. Just keep moving forward. I had, well, I likely still do, the tendency to stop and look over my shoulder. Looking back on what I just stepped away from. Looking back at the destruction left in my wake. The problem would be the forward motion was stopped while looking back. I needed the reminder that whatever action I took was considered the pertinent thing to do at the time, and that I needed to keep moving forward, keep going. I find that still, if I sit still too long, I get rusty. I greatly benefit from motion, and the best direction I've ever found is forward. Fuck what happened in the past. Fuck what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter. Keep moving forward. You'll make no advancement standing still. So... That's who she is. That's my tattoo. That's why. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, there's a little something to ponder for the day. Are you stuck as I tend to get? Do you tend to get stuck? Just think of the Lady Gradiva. Just keep moving forward. All right, guys. I'll put the usual stuff in the show notes. Uh, check out the uh, voice message thing. I think this might be fun. Something else that may come along with this, if it works out well, is I might be able to include some actual music in the episodes. It'll be a Spotify-only thing, if that's the case. Since the transition, I've not pushed this out to everybody, so Spotify and Apple are the prominent uh, apps for this to be listened on to. I don't know. We'll see if I get the time. Maybe I'll make a Spotify-exclusive one that has the music and one that is talking about the song with a link to it on YouTube like I've done in the past. If you get a chance, let me know what you guys think. 
So thanks for walking around with me in these old worn out boots. And uh, until next time, I'll talk to you here in about a week. This drifter is a craftsman of sorts. His hands were trained as a youth, planting and planting as he watched the bone garden expand before him. In the short times between planting seasons, he learned to build walls. He's good at this. His walls are thick, dug deep, spread wide and high enough to block out the light. These walls are so good.